This is the Fit Fun Father podcast with your host, Michael Sobkew. In the podcast, we dive deep into health, fitness, and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be. Growing through adverse, challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives. People, this is an exciting podcast with a multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fit Fun Father podcast. Just about to roll into the weekend. This is Friday's episode Episode 69. Woo! 6 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Every Mondays and Fridays you get a new one, new episode to run you into the week and run you out of the week. How's everybody doing? I hope you guys are doing fantastic. Again, appreciate all of the support. What a wonderful drive into summer we're having in this crazy world we live in. It's like watching a movie, like I've said before. Thank you guys for your subscriptions. Thanks again. Share with everybody. Go and write me a review. Give me a five-star if you enjoy the episode. DM me. Uh, Again, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I do my workouts live right now every Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. So stay tuned for tomorrow's 3 p.m. workout on Instagram. Go over to at FitFunFather. Check it out. It's about to be a blast. Or should it's always been a blast, I think. I have fun doing them. Uh, and I enjoy you guys coming along for the ride. So please check that out. What is new and exciting in your lives? How are you spending your weekends? How are you spending your time? We've got phase two now opening here in Alberta. Uh, I believe tomorrow we get the, the gyms are starting to reopen now, which I think is crazy, fun, awesome. And I know there's some caution. A lot of people are still on the fence and, a lot of conversations I've had with not just fitness professionals, but people who are uh, either trying, starting, or already going through a workout program are kind of on the fence as to whether they're going to go back. A lot of people are used to working out at home. Maybe you've got resistance bands. Maybe you've set up your home gym. Please let me know uh, in the comments. Let me know in the social media. Are you going back to the gym? Or are you planning on continuing where you're at? And that kind of rolls me into our episode today. We're going to talk a little bit about programming for beginners. How do we start? What do we start with? And what does that kind of look like for us? You know, how do we progress through that? Of course, everybody's different. Uh, as a trainer, you know, someone comes in and sees me or somebody I talk to wants to progress through at a particular goal. Maybe it's weight loss, muscle gain. They just want to function better, feel better. Maybe they just want to kill an hour of the day. Trust me, there's all kinds and that's cool. Whatever it is that you want to do, I support you. I got you. But let's talk about programming for those looking to get going. You're just starting out. You want to program something. What are we doing? What does our day look like? And I guess we have to kind of start that by saying how much time do we have to dedicate 
to our fitness. And that's going to be different for everybody. I mean, a lot of people right now may have more time. That time may get cut short as people start to go back to work. You know, again, as we open up more phases through COVID, uh, a lot of people should be shuffling back to their jobs uh, or actively looking into the workforce to uh, put themselves back at work. And that's the first question we have to ask. Okay, so number one, how much time do we have to dedicate? And let's let's kind of broaden the spectrum a little bit. When we talk about programming an exercise program, I'm not just meaning maybe, you know, doing cardio or weight training or whatever. Let's talk about all aspects of our health and fitness, including, you know, a 15-minute walk or 20-minute walk or what does that look like? So I'm going to give you guys some ideas, give you some examples as to how we should program that from the the start to finish. So first thing we need to look at is, okay, we've had these long couple months. uh, Maybe we've been sitting at home. Maybe we've never been in fitness in the past and we're just getting into it now. We're thinking, you know what? Now's a really good time to kind of look after myself. COVID was a bit of a scare. Or maybe you know somebody or you've been watching the news and you're thinking, I'm going to get healthier. It's going to help me if in the event maybe a second wave happens or I just generally want to take better care of my health. First, we want to look at movement. I always like to say, how do you currently move? Are you able to bend? Are you able to push? Are you able to pull? And are you able to twist? So what I mean by that is body weight squat. Let's say we're going to do the... um, the movement pattern of being able to go down into a bodyweight squat. Can we go into that bend and lift position? Can we bend over? Can we hinge at the hip, come down at the knee? What does that look like? How deep can we go? How does our form look? What are some of those things? And again, we're talking about things maybe that a trainer could spot you. And again, I'm plugging this. Always maybe go see a personal trainer to help you and guide you through your journey. But let's say that's not an option right now. You listen to the podcast, you're at home, you're in front of the mirror. Maybe you've picked up a couple of my videos on on Instagram or whatnot. And you're like, okay, I see how Mike does it. We're going to try that. Work towards those things. So I think it's very important that we do this. And here's a couple strategies I like to say. Let's set um, two to three reps or two to three sets, sorry, of 12 to 15 repetitions with the body weight, getting used to doing a squat, going from a squat to a lunge, a a progression. Let's talk about pushing exercises, the push-up. Let's talk about things like our abs or doing crunches, planks, things like that that remain body weight. So if you're just getting started, from a podcast perspective, again, you're listening to me. It's hard for me to convey a program on paper. But what I want to do is start to give you some of the tips that you can do to kind of progress through this. We want to start with making sure that we're doing things that are going to help us with day-to-day function, all right, when we start an exercise program. Maybe you're really, really good at that already. Maybe you're an avid athlete and you want to get stronger. Then we would start you with maybe more of a weight training program and we work our way up we want to have this what we call a double progression so we want to have when we increase the resistance or the uh which that could be through uh additional weight that could be through tempo maybe slowing or speeding up the repetition we want to start with that 10 to 12 reps 
at three sets. And then we want to move that up to 14, maybe up to 15. And then we want to actually, we can continue going up to 20 reps, right? So again, what is the specific goal? If we're looking at losing weight, maybe we do 10 to 15 reps. Then we do 15 to 20 reps. And we progress from one week to another. Tip number one, write things down. Get a exercise journal. This is how you're going to track progress. And this is where I fell very short in the early parts of working out. Sure, I made these quick progressive gains or I started to get more flexible or I started to get better at certain things, but I had no idea at what point and where those changes started to happen because I never wrote things down. I never tracked and analyzed where I was. The importance of doing this, not only to track progression, but to also track regression, to also understand when we have a bad week, Maybe we feel some discomfort. Maybe something else happens in our lives. It's going to stagnate our our workout plan. We can look at that and see that and then create a new starting point. So tip number one, write these things down. Tip number two is when in pain, stop the exercise. So if you're new to the to exercise and it may be as little as just a 15-minute walk around the block, all right? Maybe we're going to start to try and do a squat and we're not feeling well. We're not, we're not able to do that. Maybe it's holding on to a chair or the side of a table and going down into a squat and saying, okay, all right, I can get down, you know, maybe 30 degrees or I get halfway down and that's as far as I can go. And I come back up, work towards those progressions. Maybe it's, we're doing that for week one and two. We're holding on to something, and then we're going to try and do it without holding on to something. Maybe we get two or three reps out of it. We record that in our journal, and we move forward. We want to progress. Our bodies will adapt to the stimulus that we give it. So when we get into these type of things, and we start to try and do a push-up, for instance, we're adding a push-up to our workout. We want to gradually get from a push-up on our knees. Maybe it's a half push-up. Maybe it's not going all the way to the floor with your chest. That's fine. Maybe you stick a couple pillows underneath. Here's another really good one you can do. If you don't have the strength, cushion the head, the face and torso in front of the floor and try and get down, right? You can use a family member, somebody else to maybe measure how far you're going down or video it, you know, put yourself in front of a camera, videotape yourself making those particular movements. And in the event you lose uh, strength or you buckle, you have the pillows there to kind of save you from going all the way down. Um, Doing them from the knees, of course, working to gradually get it so that our chest is just above the floor and working our way up. Once we get to that point, then we can start to try and shimmy the knee out further away from the body until the knee comes off the ground and we do a push-up on the toe. We're going from beginning and we're working through progressions. And we, of course, we're not forgetting to write things down. All right. Body weight, first and foremost. Get through the main exercise. We talk pulling exercises. We talk rows or chin-ups or things like that. And again, if you're at home, you're like, Mike, <laughs> I'm not doing a chin-up. I don't have a chin-up bar, first of all. Second of all, I have nobody else to hold me in position. I don't have a resistance bands. I don't even know what resistance band I need to get in that particular spot. This is kind of where the benefit of having a personal trainer kind of comes in hand. I'm not going to lie. If you are looking to develop 
all of these ranges of motion and you're right from the beginning and you're willing to invest a bit of money into a trainer. And of course, um, you know, we're not talking, when we're talking relative to your health and longevity, I think the, the cost definitely, or the benefits definitely outweigh the cost. But some people that's, that's very relevant to their, their monthly budget or what they're willing to spend. And that's cool. Try and find maybe an online coach or look through the internet at videos. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of videos of how to do these exercises with professionals guiding you through them. Do that at home. There are great things out there. A um, lot of Instagram um, lives done from different gym facilities um, that can help you through this as well as we have, of course, Mirror and Total, which are um, the at-home version of personal training that's kind of arose in the little bit in the last little bit. But again, you're spending the money on the equipment when you when you kind of enter that. But that's okay too. A lot of people love to do those things from home or feel more comfortable from from home, and that's how they're going to progress. They're not going to enter a gym or they're not going to enter a public space. Um, because they may not feel confident enough to do so. And that's totally cool uh, in the beginning. And find that support group that's willing to motivate and cheer you on as you go. That's how we're going to build confidence, right? We're going to build confidence through progression. And how do we know we're progressing? Because you guys wrote it down. You put it in a journal and you see it. You're looking at it. Write some notes beside it. Tried the push-up. Got three in. Didn't work. Fell on my face. Trying again tomorrow. Easy peasy. Something really cool that happens when you do that is when you go back and you read them, right? You get through three, six months worth and you kind of go back. I'm going to go back to month two and you're like, oh, I remember when I could barely do a body weight squat. Now you're doing like lunges or you're doing like single leg uh, work like RDLs or um, uh, Romanian deadlifts, single leg Romanian deadlifts. So you've progressed now where your your movement patterns are so much better. Your functionality becomes improved and you're going, Wow, and I, you know, I lost twenty pounds in, in, at the same time, and this is wonderful. Programming can be done a thousand different ways. Programming can be done from, like I said, progressing through a bodyweight squat three days a week, adding a push-up, adding a, a variant amount of great exercises. Programming can also include some cardiovascular work. Maybe we're going to do some some jumping jacks or some high knees or we're going to burn calories by sl doing ball slams or whatever the, that that may be again lots of video lots of places where you can do this you guys can go over to my instagram and check out all my igtvs i've done something around hit cardio regular cardio resistance band body weight stability mobility which is important stretching Provide a day or two of stretching. Write that down. Mondays are stretch days. Fridays are stretch day. I'm going to listen to the Fit Fun Father podcast and I'm going to stretch in the ground. I'm going to go through the exercises. I've, I've looked up some exercises or I've got hold of, a, uh, of a, a professional or a coach online or I've you know, harnessed a program and I'm going to try and do these particular stretches. And I'm going to go down and I'm going to write that down. I'm going to see where we are. And I'm going to have... Other people cheer me on, assist me. Of course, support group is so important. Those two, by all means, are going to make you better throughout the day. 
steps. Let's talk about things that we do every day that we don't think of as exercise, but I certainly think they're accumulative. These are things that are very important, and that is getting your steps in. I recommend you try and walk 10,000 steps a day. What does that mean for maybe you're an office worker, maybe you're sitting at, at your desk, and that's every hour or, or on your lunch break or, or whenever you have an opportunity, you're going from your desk to a meeting room. Maybe it's on the second floor or the third floor. You're on the ground. You're going to take the stairs instead of the elevator. You're going to walk the longer way around. You've gotten home from work. You're at the, the shopping department or the shopping department. What's wrong with me? The Maybe that's the shopping department. Does that sound right to you guys? Are you guys shaking your heads right now? Probably. The department store or the shopping center. Ha ha! I got it. I figured it out. Park your car at the very end of the parking lot and walk. That extra three to four minutes that you've added to your shopping experience may have added 1,000 steps, 500 steps to your daily walk intake. You got dogs at home? You know, you can take them out for a walk. Maybe you normally go to the mailbox or you just go down the street. Maybe now you're going to go around the block and then you're going to run the block twice. Trust me, not only will you love it, but your pets will love it too because they get, they love their steps. They need their steps just as much as we do. So at doing those things, of course, having a wearable device, I think for 2020 is something that uh, it's your, it's kind of like your journal for, for step tracking too. You have it on your wrist, you know, Fitbits are fantastic. iWatches, uh, Jarmans, there's a whole bunch of name brands out there. You're all fantastic, by the way. Try them. Use the one that you like. There's one for most budget groups. So you can get the simplistic ones that are step counters that may have a little bit of heart rate, easy peasy, 20, 40 bucks. Then you can get yourself into, you know, things that have EKG, phone, text. You know, you're spending three to $500 on some of those wearables. Again, depending on where you're at. I always like to look at it like this too when I'm investing in wearables or investing in technology when it comes to fitness or anything that way. I usually go big. And the reason I do that is because when I make a major investment, it's not like I, I don't like to spend money to be honest with you, but when I make a major investment, I find that it holds me a little bit more accountable. I got this $400 piece of equipment around my wrist that I bought for steps and for heart rate. I better damn well use it, right? Try and figure out the other... Um, functionalities that are that come with it that's just my mindset it's just kind of the way i think but it's by no means is the way that it has to be uh find a wearable device find something that you can do that's going to help you track your steps and then again you know like i alluded to back you know when you're at the office and you're going from one floor to the other try and get in as many stairs as you can maybe you live in a four-story building and you're used to walking in the front door taking the elevator Find this, go to the corner of the building, find the stairs, wherever they may be, maybe the center. Generally, they're on, they're on the corners of the buildings or the sides of the building, so you've got to walk a little bit of extra depending on where your, your residence is and use the stairs. Maybe it's using the stairs and the rail. Maybe it's one stair at a time and you progress to double stairs depending on your mobility and, fun and the functionality of your hips and knees. Great, great things to do that are going to promote um, not only hitting target goals, whether it's muscle gain, weight loss, but functionality, and you're going to be able to progress. And again, 
I talk 10,000 steps, but maybe that's not where we start. Maybe you're very sedentary for now. You're in a new, you're starting a new exercise program. You're doing it at home. You look and you think, I don't know how many steps I do in a day. Again, get the wearable device and for a week, don't do anything different or a couple days, you know, a week, that's fine. But And then now look at how many steps, 1,000, 500, 1,200, 1,300. You're going, oh my goodness, that's a 10th of what I should be getting. I'm going to try and reach the goal of 3,000 steps. I'm going to try and get to 5,000 steps. Create these manageable goals. Write them down in your journal. Today I wrote, I went out for a walk. I was at the office. I, 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 I uh, climbed three sets of stairs. I climbed them up. I climbed them down. When I went shopping, I parked at the end. And today I put in 3,652 step, steps. Try and beat that the next day. Maybe get to 4,000. Maybe get to 42, 43, 44. Progress your way up. It is important. There, you know, this is movement burns calories. Movement promotes blood flow, oxygen saturation. It promotes the um, support of other hormones in your body. Movement, just movement, is a vital part of your life and it's important. Yes, we, we want to mix all of these things together. Healthy food, nutrition, exercise, getting the heart rate up above 120 beats per minute, you know, creating a stronger heart. But walking and doing the simplistic things, the things that we should be doing on a day-to-day basis is also important in your programming, especially as a beginner. Do I count how many steps I get every day right now as a fitness professional? Not always. And the reason I don't is because I have routines that I follow and I already know the benchmarks or the guidelines or what I fall under in those particular routines. Dogs get walked uh, with a girlfriend. We That's a 6,000-step walk. I'm out in the mornings. I'm When I shop, I always park as far away as I can. I always walk the stairs in the building. I'm on my bike at least five hours a week, possibly more depending on what I'm trying to do or what goals I'm trying to accomplish. And I like to move around and function and work out and do all those things in combination. So I have an understanding of my mobility. Some days are more than others. Of course, I love to golf as well. That's a big walk. You know, an average 18-hole round, even with a power cart, is between seven and 8,000 steps, depending how good I'm playing. The worse I play, the more steps I get, believe it or not. And if I walk, it's usually a twenty to 22,000, if not more, steps per round, um, some 25,000 steps. So again, things we can do. And, and if you're a golfer or you are interested in those type of things, maybe it's walking with a pull cart, right? Maybe it's graduating from a pull cart to carrying the clubs on your back. There's all bunch of different things that we can do to accumulate, but I, I'm, I'm I always want to come back to when we program, especially when we start out in the fit in this uh, in this crazy experience of getting fit, uh, is writing everything down, journaling your progress, keeping some sort of tabs as what you're doing, so that you can go back and see where you've come and where you're going. Because 
Here's another really important thing when we talk about this is sometimes great progress happens, but we don't see it. We don't think of it as great progress. We go, oh my God, I'm still the same weight or I've only lost two pounds or I don't feel a whole lot different. It's still, you know, but when we go back in our journaling, we think, but yeah, but I've started to walk stairs or I've added to my steps or I can do more body weight squats than I used to do. Progress comes with time and patience and consistency. We mark the three of them together with a good support group and a good understanding of why we're doing this. We have fantastic programming. Um, measuring is important. It's vital. It's vital to understanding where we are and where we want to go. We didn't get out of shape overnight and we certainly will not get in shape overnight. So while we're, again, while we're tipping on, on programming, start with the simplest basic movement patterns, bend and lift, okay, pushing, pulling, twisting. So twisting where our thoracic, our spine, let's just, I'll get the science out of this because you're going to just be like, fuck, I feel a crash in the car right now. If you're listening to it in the car, um, how am I twisting? How am I moving my torso from one side to the other without shifting my legs? What is my flexibility? There's a lot of exercises that you can do to help improve the flexibility of the spine, which I incorporate in all of my exercises, regardless of what I'm doing, because we want to be flexible. We want to allow the freedom of movement in the way that our bodies are designed to move. So, Look at those markers. Again, there are ways to measure these things. Again, when you're at home by yourself or you're with people that maybe aren't aware of these measuring techniques or benchmarks or how to do this, you can always go see a personal trainer and they will help you and guide you and measure these things and show you their progress. Go through these things. Utilize that journal the best you can, guys and girls. Um, it's not always about the scale you know, the scale is a very big part of it because it's, we determine body weight as a good or a bad thing. And I, I really don't often like the scale for most people. First of all, it can be intimidating, especially when you are working very hard because exercise, especially for beginners, is very difficult. It's sometimes excruciating and we're, we get through an hour and we're like that I almost died doing that and you do that for five days and you get on the scale and you haven't lost a pound and what happens is it can be you can be a stressor and it demotivates you and you're like you know what this ain't gonna happen I just I'm just gonna be what I'm gonna be I mean if, if I do all this work and I'm not losing any weight what's the point but we're not understanding the full what's happening at a physiological lit level you know give your body time to understand what you're doing to it it's building muscle it's switching um fluids you're 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 being hydrated your body is gonna your muscle cells are gonna hold on to more water there may be a slight increase in weight depending on what you're eating how are you going about the rest of the day what is the rest of you know are you stressed over other things it can fluctuate that so don't always use a scale as the best benchmark we can do body composition measurements, things like that. Again, a lot of people, beginners especially, are not very comfortable with these particular type of things. 
I like photographs. And here's the best part. Whether you're comfortable or not, whether you show it to somebody or not, whether you post it in your social medias or not, take a picture of yourself and you look at it. All right? Good, the bad, the everything. Look at that picture and say, is this what I want to, you know, where am I? What am I want to get to? And I tell you, you will see the subtle changes in the pictures, right? Maybe it's every Monday you take a photo of yourself and then you see the gradual progression from uh, Monday to Monday to Monday over a week, over a month, over three months, over six months, right? Part of our programming. So again, people, journal things, start slow, put together a program of what you're able to handle in a time frame you're able to handle. If it's 30 minutes a day, three days a week, then commit to three days a week for 30 minutes. Do that until you're comfortable adding time. So 30 minutes goes to 40 or adding a day of the week, 30 minutes, three days a week to four days a week. Okay. Adding steps to our day to day. We're at 2000. We're going to go to three. All right. Program things like that. Write these things down. And as you get better, as you progress, you will get this and you, you create a bigger amount of self-efficacy, that belief in yourself. You'll become more intrinsically motivated to push yourself to do more because then you're going to be like, you know what? I'm seeing the progress. I'm going for 35 minutes today. This 30-minute stuff's easy. And then we go to 40 and then you go to 45. And next thing you know, you're like, I'm going for a second walk and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And you create this perpetual movement this snowball effect that can take you wherever you want to go. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. A little bit of a shorter one. Programming for beginners. Please subscribe to the show. Share this with your friends if you enjoyed it. Give me a thumbs up, a rating. You can click the link below. Take me to my website if you are looking for coaching or somebody on the uh, on the other end of the phone to just give you some tips some guidelines through DM messaging whatever that looks like I'm always available for you guys so please thank you very much and we'll see you guys on the next one <laughs>